0: We want to acknowledge that Carleton University and the other locations where we make this podcast are on traditional unceded Algonquin territory.
1: Don't be afraid to create a seat at the table for yourself if it doesn't seem like there's a seat there for you, especially when you're in the earlier years of your undergraduate degree.
2: Welcome, welcome, hello, hi, welcome. This is the department podcast. I am Philip Primo, one half of the show. We'll be hearing from the other half, Billy Flynn, later on in this episode, if you're a returning listener thank you so much for your listenership it really does mean a lot to us that you have chosen to spend some time with the podcast maybe while you take a walk or or maybe a drive or maybe you're in transit uh, doing dishes laundry uh, or just relaxing Uh, it really means a lot to us that you've decided to spend this time with us uh, speaking into your ears so thank you so much for coming back episode after episode if you're new this is your first episode. You may be wondering what this podcast is all about. The department is a teaching and learning podcast that focuses on what happens inside and outside the classroom. Centered around key issues and developments in sociology and anthropology, we explore the work that educators, support staff, and students do. The podcast explores the multiple ways in which research, pedagogy, and student experiences intersect. We want to take you, the listener, inside higher education, so to speak. Fundamentally, the podcast is about lifelong learning, and on this episode, we'll be exploring an important aspect of that journey, the student experience. We'll be hearing from Felicity and Janie. They're both co-presidents at the Sociology Anthropology Student Association, SASA, and Felicity is also a FAS ambassador at Carleton University. We have some exciting things coming up here. On the department podcast, Uh, we are going live. That's right. We're hitting the airs uh, over a live stream, a live podcast broadcast, so to speak. Uh, That will be happening Friday, October 16th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The format of the show is quite simple. We're asking, what are your experiences with online learning? How are you liking it or not? What are the good, uh, the not so good aspects of learning online or teaching online how are you dealing with online teaching and learning what's it like in this era of doing everything virtually so the format of the show is that anyone can join to listen and you can call into the show using the Podbean app that works on Android and iOS devices we'll have some information in the show notes as well as the link to the show so if you're interested in joining or if you're interested in hearing a live stream of this show check out the show notes there'll be a link to it and here are a few more ways you can get into contact with us you can email us at info at departmentpodcast.ca You can follow us on Twitter at Department Pod and uh, send us a DM uh, on Twitter. We love to answer those questions. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, a bunch more, probably your favorite podcast app at this point. Uh, And we also have a website with a complete catalog of all the episodes that we've recorded to date. That is www.departmentpodcast.ca. We'd really love to hear from you. We really hope that you take a few minutes, send us your suggestions for segments. What you want to hear? What do you want us to talk about? Or maybe you have something to say about sociology and anthropology or higher education more broadly. Maybe you're an undergrad student or maybe you're a grad student. Whatever the case, if you're teaching your first course or maybe you work behind the scenes, keeping the machinery well oiled and ensuring that everything works smoothly for students and faculty. Share your thoughts with us. Share your ideas. They're important. And before we carry on with the show, I also want to give a big thanks to Carleton University's Department of Sociology and Anthropology for sponsoring this podcast. We also appreciate all the work that goes into promotion from social media posts and updates on the website. I don't know um, if you saw this, but uh, there's a brand new snazzy player on the department's website. So you can actually listen to all the episodes without leaving the department's website. It's the department in the department. It's actually quite meta. Uh, so I like it. Uh, and I have been quite meta lately. Um, and before you ask, I've been watching Utopia and the new season of The Good Place, and I want to be able to summon books from the shelf. There's no question there. Um, and I don't often do this, and I don't actually enjoy doing it, but I'm going to do it anyway. If you've listened to the show, which by this point in the episode, we all know that you have, so it's that's just a fact at this point, leave us a review. Hop on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Podbean or wherever you listen and give us your honest take on the show. You know you love it you eagerly await the next one yada 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 stars always five but we'll take four it's a solid b plus there's nothing wrong with that but seriously if you enjoy the show or have enjoyed an episode in the past the best way you can help us continue to produce more is by help helping us getting new listeners so that means telling folks to listen uh, leave a review so that there's no we're sort of okay people and letting us know that we have an actual audience Uh, If you don't do it today, that's fine. Even if you don't do it tomorrow, consider taking two minutes before next week. It really would mean a lot to us. So with all of that out of the way, let's get on with this episode. A chat with Felicity and Janie.
1: Basically, what we do is try and like create um, a community for undergraduate students where we can kind of get to know each other and talk about what we learn about um, and engage with the topics that we learn about in a more realistic setting. Um, and we also try to create like
0: networking events for profs and graduate students um, to meet with the undergraduate population. I'm Jamie. Uh, I am a fourth year anthropology student, um, so I that makes me the Anthropology co president to SASA?
1: I'm mostly I'm a fourth year um, SOCH student. So I'm the SoSH side. I'm the co president for SASA.
2: So, what sort of events does SASA have on the go uh, right now?
1: So, so far this semester, we've hosted some icebreaker events and game nights as a chance for undergraduate students to get, their, to, get to know their uh, peers a bit better. Um, And we've also been working really closely with the department to address issues of institutional racism through the Decolonization and Anti-Racism Committee. Um, And then we're also trying to foster as much of a sense of community as possible in general, but especially more this year, now more than ever. Um, And so in our effort to do so, we have a really exciting um, casual networking opportunity for undergraduate students next Friday, October 16th. So this is our third annual Meet the Department, which will take place via Zoom from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Um, all the ticket like information and details is available through our website, which I'm sure will be linked um, to the podcast, but it's just Um, But yeah, it's just a really great opportunity for students to get to know their um, graduate students, so like MA and PhD students, as well as faculty, contract instructors, and some administrative staff. Um, And it especially with everything being online this year, um, we're trying to do it a little bit earlier in the year so that students can make those connections earlier on and maybe figure out some of their research interests um, and get some career insight, things like that. Um, And then beyond that, we have a couple really exciting events um, planned for this semester and next semester, just to address a lot of the feedback that we've been getting from students in the past so in a couple weeks we'll be having a funding workshop for fourth year students both in social and Anthro um, to talk about OGS and Shirk um, funding applications which um, are coming up so for students who are planning on going to graduate school next fall this is really important for them now. And then later on in November, we'll be having a um, graduate panel to speak more broadly about the transition from undergraduate to graduate school. And then later on in November, we're hoping to have a guest lecture and then maybe like an exam prep workshop and guided study session. And then just Mm. to top it all off, um, in the second semester, we're hoping to have a documentary screening early on in January, and then possibly a roundtable discussion. And then we're really working closely with professors right now to um, get together a career workshop. Um, So soon through our social medias, you'll see like a um, survey being circulated to get people's feedback on the type of content that they'd like discussed at this workshop. Um, So really hoping to get feedback on that. And then again, we're just having a couple study groups and an essay contest and then an eventual panel discussion. Hmm.
3: Sounds like you've a pretty uh, busy and packed uh, two terms ahead of you, uh, Felicity and Janie.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think something to like add on to what Felicity said is that a lot of our events, um, we definitely want to target like every single year of like students Mm -hmm. um, all the way, like from first year all the way till fourth year. So that's kind of something that we've made like a priority this year. right?
3: And, you know, if I was a student, say, and I'm interested in joining SASA, like, do you meet up regularly? Do you meet up just to organize events? Do you have kind of regular meets up? How how would it work for somebody who doesn't really know much about it?
1: Yeah, so we used to do like weekly meetups when um, classes and Mm -hmm. campus and everything were open. Um, But now we've transitioned to a more, sometimes like biweekly or every three weeks, we have an event. Um, But everything can be found on our website and on our social media when upcoming events are and on our Google calendar.
2: And how are you navigating the current kind of climate of having to do things virtually? What is SASA kind of doing to uh, work from home or do events virtually or meetups virtually?
0: Everyone right now is like probably in the same boat. I think we can all like attest to that, students and professors. And Hmm. everyone's probably feeling pretty overwhelmed with everything going on. So we kind of wanted to make, like, all of our events, like, um, though they are virtual, like, we wanted to do them kind of, like, spaced out throughout the year so they're not, like, every single week so no one feels, like, overwhelmed mm-hmm. when wanting to come mm-hmm. out to these things. Because um, I know right now everyone probably has so much on their plate. So having these kind of, like... And our, a lot of our Hangouts, too, Um, I should add, are, like, super casual and it's, like, just students talking to students and... Mm-hmm. Just there to like kind of relieve some stress, see new faces, because that's super important too. That's something that we're definitely lacking this year um, with everything being online. So mm-hmm.
1: we've also like taken steps to increase our online presence. So we've like made discord channels and stuff so that students have like a more direct line to the exact members of SASA. And like mm-hmm. we've had a lot of people join and like we're really just like sending questions back and forth about courses or um, just general like student advice or like study tips um as well as like keeping people up to date on our events and things like that
0: right yeah the discord Mm -hmm. has been actually really great that's something new that like Mm -hmm. i've just kind of been introduced to this year and like so many students have been like using that as like a way to talk to each other which is like really great to see
3: Mm -hmm. why is discord so popular in particular because i hear a lot about it this year uh is there something specific about it yeah
1: yeah i think it's just like it's really user-friendly like in terms of having it on your phone. Very like use it on your phone right. as well as your computer. Um, but I think mm. it's just like the instant message component of it. It's as opposed to like having to compose an email or have like the formal right. like means of reaching out to
0: the association. Like it's much more casual.
3: Right. Okay. So it's like you can text people almost basically, isn't it?
0: There are like different channels you can kind of have on there. So like mm-hmm. on our Discord um for example, we have like a channel for like like uh, first-year students and then we also have one for like upper-year oh. students we have one specifically for anthropology students sociology students and then we have ones just for like general information one for just for chatting like it's pretty like wow. it's pretty cool
3: yeah. mm-hmm. that sounds neat uh, thank you for explaining that to an old-timer like myself <laughs> i appreciate it the only thing i know about changing channels is the tv that i used to have to get up and manually press years ago <laughs> <laughs> <The
1: different ones. laughs>
3: Or my brother used to get me to get up and change the channel for him, actually.
1: (laughs) I just wanted to add on that, like, beyond um, everything that we're doing in terms of our, like, academic um, workshops and, like, outreach and things like that, like, keeping people engaged academically, we're also trying to keep people engaged critically. So a lot of like what our social media tries to do is like engage people with critical topics and like really situate sociology and anthropology in real life. So we like over the next couple of weeks, like there's going to be an increase on our social media of like infographics discussing different topics such as like, performative activism, um, cultural sensitivity, biological racism, um, things like medical anthropology and like how that kind of intersects with the whole COVID situation and really like make it real within our current yes. lives.
2: Hmm. Is this something new for SASA to be venturing into, uh, the more critical realm of, uh, sociology anthropology?
1: Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily new from the perspective of like, individual members, because I think all of us have been pretty engaged in critical topics, we just haven't really known how to articulate this through our association. And we, I think for a while, we're pretty nervous to find our footing um, within certain topics. But Mm. like, after a couple past meetings, like with all of our members, like we really realized that we are all on the same foot when it comes to a lot of these topics. So it makes sense that we're sharing our perspectives and kind of creating that public discourse because otherwise there's no point in learning what we're learning if we're just going to keep it to ourselves.
0: I agree.
2: Yeah yeah it certainly sounds like you're moving beyond the um, the idea that SAS is about putting on social events and really is about being an integral part of uh, the department's academic as well as social mission. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah that's a really good way to word it actually.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's def- That's a great way to word it. Um, I think that um, a lot of the time, undergraduate students um, can be like overlooked when it comes to like making decisions um, within the department. Even though like everybody obviously cares about undergraduate students, I think that um, we have a lot of light to shed um, when it comes to like the formation of like new courses or different initiatives that are being taken within the department. Because ultimately, like we do make up a large portion of it. Um, So I do think our representation matters.
3: Absolutely. You've been very active as well in getting your message out um, to all of the different classes, as well as uh, through your social media campaign too. Uh, So well done on uh, a very active and successful uh, media uh, campaign for getting new members and advertising your your courses and your events. Thank you.
2: I'd like to continue this thread of thinking about engagement at the undergraduate level. Uh, now, Felicity and Janie, you're both undergraduate students in the Department of Sociology and Anthropology. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about your experience here at Carleton? I'll start with you, Janie.
0: Being a student at Carleton, especially this year, compared to, because I'm a fourth year student now, so compared to like the rest of my years, um, it's very different because of like the whole online situation going on right now. But uh, one thing I can say that I love about being a student here at Carleton is just a sense of community. Throughout all my years here, I've made a lot of meaningful connections with like other students and professors as well inside and outside of my own department. So I definitely feel always that there is someone in my corner and there's tons of support everywhere. You don't really need to look very far to Mm -hmm. find it.
2: And Felicity, what has your experience been like uh, as an undergraduate student at Carleton?
1: Um, I think I've, probably had like a similar, um, experience to Janie in that, um, in my first year, I was a little bit hesitant to get involved. Um, but then come second year, I think is when I was kind of stepping out of my comfort zone is, and that's when I personally like became involved with Sasa. Um, so that kind of gave me a different perspective on, um, being in the program at Carleton compared to, I guess, a lot of undergraduate students. But as a whole, I think it's been pretty good. Like the sense of community that Carleton fosters has been awesome. And again, like Janie said, like being online is really different. Um, but for the most part, like the way that our department like facil- facilitates connectivity um, has made it a pretty decent transition. So I haven't minded it too, too much. But I think it also um, has been made so good because of all of the friends that I've been able to make through Carleton, um over the past few years.
3: Uh, Felicity, how did you actually get involved with SASA initially and Janie as well, just out of curiosity?
1: Um, yeah, so if um, students can relate to this, so on um, academic orientation day, like they gather everybody in the... Um, in that room in UC. <laughs> yeah. That we, room, yeah.
3: I know that room.
1: room yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they split the room up um, into two because our departments are so small. Um, and they kind of, that's actually where Janie and I met for the first time. We yeah, we did meet there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, I think I was sitting on the wrong side. So then I ended up... I was <laughs> that was my fault, so, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and um, yeah, so... I heard about SASA first then, and I think Janie would have as well, when um, mm-hmm. the presidents presented there. And then um, I didn't end up like going to their events that year, but then in my second year, I was asked to volunteer at that same orientation day. Right. And so I met the presidents from last year, um, or from that year, Adriana and Ahmed, mm-hmm. and they kind of like really sold me on it, and I right. ended up going out.
3: Huh. How about yourself? Thanks, uh, Felicity. That's hmm. an interesting story. And how about yourself, Janie?
0: um similar to Felicity I mean it happened to me kind of a year later after that for her but um we kind of reconnected at that uh I think it was like a job thing that we were both at and then we started talking about it and I'm like you know what like I should just do it like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and then um last year uh I was coming out to more of the events um and then I definitely like When I was meeting all the other members, even, like, professors, I was like, why didn't I do this sooner? Like, I just wanted to, like, shake myself, like, two years ago and, like, tell myself to do this because I, like, feel like now, like, my time at Carleton is slowly coming to an end and I wish I could have more time with everyone, but that stuff def- that's kind of it's kind of similar to Felicity it just happened to me like a year later so
3: it's one of one of the things that um that's in common about both of your stories is that it, it kind of shows the personal connection to with sasa right that you're talking to current or former members and then you get involved in the club too so that mm-hmm. kind of social connection going to those events uh, is kind of it reiterates that point right how important it is to meet people uh, mm-hmm. at these events too huh yeah
0: exactly
1: yeah. I think a lot of people like are hesitant to like realize how important it is to be involved at the undergrad level. Yeah. And a lot of people view it as just like, okay, I'm going to go mm. to my classes and do what I need to do. But honestly, like it's even helped with my grades and things like that. Like I found my grades have gone up so much mm. by mm. just getting involved.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: You know, one of the things uh, that struck me when I joined Carleton as a graduate student, Uh, was the amount of effort to include undergraduate research and to do undergraduate research presentations. Um, Do either of you have uh, some experiences around uh, these sort of uh, exposés or these sort of uh, undergraduate research presentations that uh, our department uh, puts on every once in a while?
1: So personally, I've um, participated in a couple different um, contexts of research in the department. Um, So there's like there's been involvement with the SAPP, which is the students as partners program. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've had the chance to work as a research assistant for three different professors now. I'm in my third um, research assistant, or sorry, fourth, sorry, my fourth um, research assistant position right now. Um, So it's been really great. They do put a lot of effort into incorporating undergraduate students at the research level. And it's really cool because um, You get, like, hands-on experience as to, like, what you would be pursuing um, at the graduate level. And it gives you, like, a little taste of that um, and makes real what you learn in, like, qualitative and quantitative research methods. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, it's pretty nice to have that experience, I would say. I
0: mean, this is kind of, like, a bit of a different direction uh, than what Felicity was saying. But, like, we uh, she mentioned earlier that we have, like, this essay contest. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm um and like to me like that's like a really cool way of especially for like um students at like the first and second year level to like showcase like work that they're kind of proud of and put it into a contest to like Mm. win money which is like super cool Mm -hmm. like that's like you don't hear about that all the time so um and like having been part of that like committee then like reading these papers it's like wow like some of these students like really know what they're talking about which is like Mm. nice to see
2: Felicity, you mentioned the Student as Partners program uh, that you have some experience with. Do you mind um, shedding some light a little bit about your own uh, experience or reflect a little bit about uh, how that went for you?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so in the instances that I've been involved with, um, the first one was working alongside a professor to develop a new writing course for um first and second year students in the department. Um, and it was cool cause we were, I was looking more into like the pedagogies of like teaching academic writing and sort of like delving into the behind the scenes of like course production um, and just seeing how professors themselves are even trained by the EDC at Carleton. Um, so that was really cool. And then in the second instance, I was working in a group setting for it as opposed to just one student with one professor. And so, for my class, we were um, working in 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 developing our course um, for Nepal because last May we were intent we intended on traveling to Nepal to work with the foundation there. So we were working alongside our professor to plan out our trip and our documentary making Mm -hmm. and all like the logistics that go along with that, as well as the work that we were supposed to be doing with the organization. And then the other two instances have been similar to the first in terms of like course development, um, and like planning, um, syllabi, and then as well, like transcribing interviews, things like that. And then they all uh, are meant to have ended in a sort of like presentation, like, um, so not a colloquium, but like, a a larger like presentation where people come out to it. But because of the COVID-19 situation, we haven't been able to do that. So they've just kind of resulted in like final reports and things like that, like summarizing our findings.
2: Right, right. Uh, But that's really neat that as an undergraduate student, you contributed to the development of syllabi and course material. Um, We don't necessarily equate uh, the role of student
3: as that of
2: teacher, but it sounds like this program really flips it on its head.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%.
3: I have a question for for both of you. Um, it kind of ties in with your experience as a student in the department. Uh, you know, f- uh, for each of you, you know, what do you think is the most valuable thing uh, that you've gotten from the department as a, as a student, as a person?
0: There, okay, there are kind of two things. Um, the first thing is that uh, one thing I enjoy so much about the program at Carl like the anthropology program at Carleton that's what's kind of kept me here is the fact that it's uh, a lot of the classes are so soci- uh, like kind of they take on the sociocultural anthropology uh, field which is kind of why I chose Carlton in the first place and then um, something else that I really really appreciate is that the the department of soch and anthra combined together so I find um, as much as I am an anthropology student and like I have that like anthropological perspective I also get that sociological side as well and like I kind of feel like something the students or the sorry the department has to offer to students is that like you kind of get a unique combined perspective on how to like see the world and that's just something that's um a nice takeaway but then also something else that I love which is a completely different route but it's just the friendships that you make at Carleton all the members of SASA including Felicity like are Just so great, and every time we have our executive meetings and we get to talk, it's like the highlight of my day. Honestly, I look forward to them because they're usually on Fridays, like every week. So I look forward to that a lot.
1: I echo all of that, Um, but definitely, I think the department has really helped me find my voice in a couple of different ways, in terms of uh, my academic voice. Like it's really helped me like, craft the way that I like to write, Um, and I'm obviously still learning and becoming better as the days go by, Um, and then also, like, as a leader through SASA, and then as an advocate in general within the community in Ottawa, Um, and it's done this through its community-engaged learning component, and, like, the really small class sizes I find have, like, given me that hands-on learning that I do best in, and then also like the accessibility of all the different professors and administrative staff, and then like the critical approach that the department really takes on um, in a lot of its discourses.
3: In in terms of what you said, Felicity, like that phrase uh, to give students a voice, it seems to kind of tie up a lot of the themes that yourself and Janie have been touching upon in this interview, Um, you know, earlier you mentioned Uh, students having more say and uh, a bigger role to play in department affairs, as well as from an individual point of view, developing their own kind of skills and talents too. So uh, I think kind of giving students a voice is a nice way to kind of encapsulate a lot of maybe what Carlton does for, for for some students would, would that be a fair way of characterizing it if
0: you told me like in my first year that I'd be like doing this or even like sitting in a department meeting I'd be like are you joking like that you know what I mean so hmm. yeah it's nice to see
1: yeah I never would have thought that I would be like sitting like talking to the chair of the department or like any of the
3: yeah yeah i mean as an undergrad i remember when i started as an undergrad student my first day we were meeting like doctors and professors and it was this huge kind of Mm -hmm. who who are these people living in this kind of world right uh so Mm -hmm. to to go from that to you know actually being a a participant and an active member of the Mm -hmm. of a undergrad department is is a huge step right Mm -hmm.
1: i think it's made like um the world of like academia much more accessible too because i think before like especially as like a first generation student like Mm. um i didn't really know what to expect when coming to university and Mm. um yeah like there wasn't really much like preparation i was just kind of like okay like i'm going i'm taking this program like i'm going moving to ottawa and this is kind of it and then yeah like it's been really welcoming so it's been nice to Mm. make everything much more approachable and um, it, it makes me want to pursue like more studies after my undergraduate degree. Hmm.
3: You know, it, like the point you made, Felicity, about like being a first-generation learner, first-generation student, a uh, university student, uh, I think that really like speaks to the experiences of, of quite a few students in, in first year, right? Because there's so mm-hmm. much you don't know about, the really important stuff yeah. that you kinda need to learn when you're at university that I think Sasa is doing a great job of of helping people realise and recognize, hey, there's all this other stuff you can know about, you need to know about, that's useful mm-hmm. and beneficial for you too, yeah. right? Definitely.
0: Yeah.
2: And and just to kind of echo what Billy was just saying, uh, my experience as an undergraduate uh, involved a lot of lonely time in the library and not a lot of relationship building. Um, it, it certainly isn't uh, advice that I would give uh, to future students. But I would like to hear uh, Felicity and Janie what uh, if you had to give uh, some advice to future students, either uh, you know, first generation. Undergrads, or maybe even mature students coming into Carleton uh, to find a home. Uh, what sort of uh, advice would you give uh, to people just arriving in our departments of sociology and anthropology?
0: Okay, there's two things I, I like, I think are my mm-hmm. always are the first things I will go to when I, I get asked this question. The first thing is that don't listen to your high school teachers. Right. <laughs> when they tell you that your profs don't care about you because it's so not true i just don't understand where they're getting these ideas from Mm -hmm. and like my sister she's going into her first year this year and i i've like been pushing that on her and like all her friends because i'm like don't um kind of let what like these high school teachers the lies that these high school teachers are telling you like prevent you from like doing things i definitely feel like it, it prevented me from like um, doing a lot of things until kind of like my later years at Carleton. So that's my first piece of advice. Okay. And then my second piece of advice is um, to someone coming into university right out of high school or even like a mature student is to just get involved. Um, I One of my biggest regrets is not getting involved involved sooner. So I, it, it can be kind of daunting or even scary sometimes, but... I can assure that is probably one of the most rewarding experiences I have to take away from my undergrad undergrad experience. So yeah, that's, those are my two big pieces of advice there.
2: Right. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks. And uh, Felicity?
0: Yeah, to go off of that, I would
1: add to never be afraid to ask questions as um, cheesy as that might sound. I've always been a really big keener, like all throughout elementary school, high school, university, like, I tend to be that person at the front of the lecture hall, like with my hand raised all the time. Um, and I think, as it's so important, no matter where you sit, whether you're at the front, the back, or in this case, um, with your camera off on Zoom, um, to always ask questions and not be afraid. Whether it's in a class or if you have like an administrative question or something for your peers because like that could be a new friend if you reach out to them mm. or it could be a new reference if you reach out to your prof. Like You never really know where a conversation is going to lead you. So it's better to just kind of insert yourself um, and ask whatever question you have to ask or make whatever comment you need to make and just share perspectives with people. Um, and then kind of going off of that, I would say don't be afraid to create a seat at the table for yourself if it doesn't seem like there's a seat there for you um especially when you're in the earlier years of your undergraduate degree um don't feel intimidated by the people who seem like they've been around doing it for a while because mm. reality mm. is that we're yeah. all still kind of like figuring this out yeah. so, so yeah. Kinda, yeah we're all in the same boat
2: yeah, undergraduates and especially you two Janie and felicity um you never cease to amaze me um your insights into academic life student life Uh, are invaluable lessons that I wish I had uh, as an undergrad, thinking all those years back. Um, But your advice not to be afraid, to make room for your voice heard, to ask questions either in class or to the administration, uh, to get involved. And SASA offers a plethora of ways to do that, as well as things like the Student as Partners Program or research essay presentations, or working with professors as a uh, teaching assistant. Um, but the one thing that stands out, and it's an overarching theme of what I'm hearing from you, is that profs and the administration at Carleton, especially in our, in our department of sociology and anthropology, uh, we care. That means a lot to me. As someone who has spent many years in this department, it means a lot to me that that's the sort of uh, message that we get uh, back to us, is that we care. So thank you for that.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of the things we try to do, right, uh, is to pr- break down all the intimidation factors, get them out of the way so that people can have normal conversations that they're comfortable mm-hmm. with.
2: Jeannie, Felicity,
1: you have the last word. Um, I'm not entirely like sure what your like viewer, like listener, like fan base is. Um, But if we have like a lot of undergraduate students listening, we just want to know or we just want you all to know that we really are like here for as a resource um, for all of you. Janie and I put in a lot of work when it comes to the planning of the different SASA events. And there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people don't really see. A lot of long FaceTime calls and things like that. Um, And not to say like, oh, please come out just because we put in all this time, but come out because um, we're really like gearing these things towards the needs of students. And even if it doesn't seem like, you might need this in the moment down the line when you have a question regarding these things, like, it'll, we'll have already answered it at our workshop. So it's good to come out.
3: And Janie and Felicity, can you please tell us how students can get in contact with SASA?
1: Um, yeah, so students can either email us at sassa.reception@gmail.com at or just search our association, uh, the full name on Facebook. Or our most direct line is through Instagram at sasa.cu. And in the bio, it has our links to literally every initiative that we have going on, all of our event workshops and the event rights to sign up for them. Um, Our website as well. mm -hmm. Yeah. If you don't have our Instagram, um, just visit our website, which is also one of the most direct lines because
0: everything's on there.
3: Awesome. Thank you.
2: Janie, Felicity, thank you so much
3: for joining us on the department. Yes, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for having thank you for having us.
2: There are certainly lots of opportunities for undergraduate students to get involved, not only the social ones, but in other key ways, research, activism and so forth, but the key takeaway from that interview that I had was that undergraduate students have a voice and that the Sociology Anthropology Department offers spaces for those important voices to be heard. Students matter. I'm gonna pass it over to Billy, who has some details about events happening around campus.
3: Thanks, Phil. Uh, Some upcoming events around campus, all done virtually, of course. Uh, The first one is FOSS is continuing with its very successful Healthy Cities program this uh, term. Uh, Imagining an anti-racist city is the theme for this term's uh, FOSS Healthy Cities program. Tuesday, October 13th, from 7 to 8.30 p.m., Zhao Chen from our very own Department of Sociology, along with various faculties from FOSS, will be discussing the topic of imagining an anti-racist city. The Sociology and Anthropology Graduate Student Caucus uh, is having its virtual Mike's Place uh, meetup Thursday, October 15th from 630 to 8pm and basically it gives uh, students and faculty and whoever else shows up an opportunity to just socialise, relax, unwind a bit in the evening time and uh, get to uh, know each other a little bit more if you uh, haven't had the opportunity yet. Sociology Anthropology Student Association is having their annual Meet the Department uh, on October 16th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Basically this event is an opportunity for new students as well as any students who haven't yet had an opportunity to meet with us to come in meet some of the profs meet some of the people who teach you sociology uh, and have an opportunity to spend a little bit of time getting to know people in your department uh, just that little bit better. Uh, It's a very successful event. I've participated in the last previous two events. Uh, So if you are around on October 16th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. uh, please come out for SASA's annual Meet the Department event. Also, you have the Anthropology Grad Chat going on on Tuesday, October 20th from 10 to 11 a.m. And the Science and Technology Studies, STS Journal Club, uh, which has started up this term, I believe, uh, meets once a month. And its next meeting is October 22nd from 1 to 2.30 p.m. Graduate Student Coffee Hour every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. This is done by graduate peer mentors, Ryan Hopkins and Kristen Kowler, sir. And you can contact them for more information if you're interested in meeting up on the Graduate Student Coffee Hour every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Finally, Eleanor LePinard's talk on her new book, Feminist Trouble, Intersectional Politics in Post-Secular Times, is occurring on November 2nd at 10 a.m. But you have to RSVP no later than 8 October 30th by sending an email to feminist.trouble at gmail.com. So back over to you, Phil. And don't forget about our live stream
2: podcast happening Friday, October 16th at 1 p.m. EST. We'll be discussing online virtual learning. We really hope that you'll join us and uh, join us and ask some questions uh, either on the chat or call in. Have your voice on this podcast. We really hope to see you there. That's Friday, October 16th
3: at 1 p.m. Email us at info at departmentpodcast.ca. Follow us on Twitter at departmentpod. We also have a website, www.departmentpodcast.ca. All right, everyone. Uh, Thanks for listening and uh, have a good week. And hey, thanks for listening.